Hi there, and welcome to this episode of the Love to Tell the Story podcast. I'm Michael Lowry, pastor of East Congregational United Church of Christ in Concord, New Hampshire. Let's be honest about it. Living life with integrity and faith can often be difficult, and it is all too easy for us to become lost along the way. So that said, it's a wonderful thing indeed that Jesus has promised us that no matter what, we will have an advocate for the way. That's the subject and the title of today's message, which is based on Jesus' words found in John chapter 14, verses 15 through 29. And it begins with a story about lost cows. So... As most of you know, last Sunday after church, Sunday afternoon, I'm driving up on to northern Maine on I-95. And just beyond Bangor, I saw what may well be one of the most unique and incredibly thought-provoking signs I've ever encountered along the interstate highway system. Caution, it read, Loose cows at mile marker 300. (laughs) Now, I have to confess that up until that point, this had been a long, tiring, uh, but fairly uneventful journey. But I got to tell you, now I was engaged. Now, I had figured that the worst I'd ever have to be watching for this time of year was moose. But cows... This was going to require from me a whole other level of attentiveness. Of course, you know me, immediately I'm coming up with all sorts of questions. Where have those cows come from? And how did they end up at mile marker 300 of Interstate 95? Which, by the way, happens to land right in the middle of the Alton Bog in a fair piece from any local farm. Had these cattle decided to go rogue, bust down the pasture fence and make a break for it? Did they have a beef with the farmer? Did they decide that they now were going to milk the situation for all it was worth? Or were they simply moved to wander and then got lost, unable to find their way home? I'm done now. Actually, it turns out it was a little bit of all of those things. I found out later through the Bangor Daily News that these were five highland cows that had just been Uh, purchased by a local farmer in Old Town, had come up from the Carolinas, had settled in Maine to start a farm. But when they got these cows, they almost immediately broke through their fencing and they ran off. And they couldn't find their way back because they weren't acclimated to their new home. And as of Thursday, when I was coming back down, there were still a couple of those cows out there lost out in the woods along the Alton Bog. But I also hasten to add here, Those cows didn't get lost on purpose. And as I safely made my way past mile marker 300, it occurred to me that there is indeed a parable to be found there. I'm actually reminded here of a story told by the late author and pastor Mike Iaconelli, who for, along with being a a, a real focus on, uh, on youth ministries, he was also for many years a pastor of a small rural congregation in Northern California a little village where, in fact, loose cows wandering out on the road was an everyday occurrence, much to the dismay of people driving through town. 
And how it happens, said Iaconelli, is that these cows were simply eating. They were eating all the time, and, and they would see a little tuft of green grass, and they'd start nibbling on it. And then pretty soon they saw another tuft of grass, and they start nibbling on that. And then there's another one over next to the fence. And then they'd look up and they'd see a little green tuft of grass on the other side of the fence. And before you know it, Iaconelli wrote, those cows had pushed their way through the fence and they were out on the road. It turns out, Iaconelli concluded, that those cows pretty much nibbled their way into lostness. They didn't get there overnight. And the bottom line is that they weren't able to find their way back by themselves. And therein lies the parable, friends, because truth be told, much the same can be said of you and me. Isn't it true, friends, that so often in our lives we suddenly look up from whatever it is that we've been doing and we realize, well, that we're kind of, sort of, lost. And it's not like it happened to us overnight either. It was, in fact, a nibbling process that got us wandering away from where we wanted, where we hoped to be. And all of a sudden there, we become shocked at how far away we've gone. Who knows how it happens? Maybe we got too wrapped up in all the stuff, both necessary and utterly unnecessary, that we mistakenly thought needed doing in our lives. Maybe the fears and the anxieties of these very uncertain days have served to push us in a direction that we never thought we would ever go. Or it could be that the struggle to live our lives with some manner of integrity and, and maybe even with some faith has become unwieldy and difficult. It doesn't happen on purpose. And it can happen to even the most conscientious among us, even the most faithfully conscientious among us. Day by day, situation by situation, challenge by challenge, so often we end up discovering, much to our chagrin, that we've nibbled ourselves into lostness. We're alone on the journey, and we're suddenly realizing we're going to need some help if we're going to find our way home. So isn't it good that we have the promise of another advocate to be with us forever? An advocate in the Greek paraclete, which is a biblical word that gets translated in a variety of ways. It will be translated not only advocate, but also counselor, helper, comforter, teacher, friend, and spirit. The spirit of truth, says Jesus. A spirit of truth that will abide with us. A spirit of truth that will be in us. 
A spirit that will remind us again and again, even in those times when we think we're forever lost and alone on this way of life, that we belong. And we remember who and whose we are. In a world that regularly leads us astray, this is a gift of true and lasting peace. So wherever our nibbling might take us, friends, our hearts need not be troubled. We don't have to be afraid. It is a gift. And it is a gift that comes from Jesus himself. Jesus who promised us he will never, ever leave us alone. In one translation, he will not leave us comfortless. But he will ask the Father, and he will give us this advocate to be with us forever. Now, our text for this morning that Cindy shared with us comes from the portion of John's Gospel that is known uh, as the Farewell Discourses. And they represent the conversation that took place at the table in the upper room during the Last Supper on the night of Jesus' betrayal. It encompasses four full chapters of John. And one definitely gets a sense as you read this that Jesus, fully aware now of what was about to transpire, wanted to say as much as he possibly could to his disciples in the time he had left. This is also, arguably, one of the most deeply theological passages we have in the Gospels. And, and in fact, uh, uh, Cindy and I were talking earlier, it's very dense language. There's a lot in there that we have to unpack. In fact, as the last of the four Gospels written, probably 60 years after the resurrection, biblical scholars estimate, it's clear that John sought for the early church to be able to put all the events and teachings emanating from Jesus' life, his death and his resurrection, in a proper context. All of that simply to remind us that Jesus' words here in our text today are meant as much for you and me as they were for the disciples. You see, Jesus understood, most especially on this fateful night, that where faith is concerned, it is all too easy to lose one's way. Life has more than its share of struggles, right? Troubles mount to the point where they become overwhelming. And in the process, the strength that comes in believing will inevitably begin to fall away as we find ourselves or not realizing we're wandering off the right pathway. Jesus knew, and so do we, that in this world we can often feel as though we are lost and all alone, even when the truth is we were never ever really alone at all. As the agonizing hours leading up to the cross would prove, when things are at their worst, even the most devoted of disciples can wander away. Never mind wander, they can just run away. Or worst of all, they can begin to deny that which they have always known in their hearts to be true. That's what happened with the disciples, and that's what happens with us. So the question becomes, 
when in our wandering we find ourselves far from where we ought to be, how are we going to ever find our way home? How are we to remember who we are? How will we live faithfully in the midst of all the uncertainties and dangers in this life? How are we, as Jesus asks, to love him and keep his commandments? How are we to know what it even means to move forward in such a way that we don't feel abandoned and alone in this difficult and often cruel world? Well, just as Jesus' promise of an advocate for the way would serve to sustain the disciples as they move from the despair of the cross to the glory of resurrection and beyond, truly to the unfolding of their great commission, so this promise of an advocate is also our ongoing word of hope as we all move forward with our lives today. The Reverend Dr. Anna Hostman Butler, who is a Methodist pastor and writer out of Texas, describes this hope very, very well. She says that in these very few words from John's Gospel, we seem to have the sum total of how to claim a full life in the face of the fear, terror, panic, isolation, loss, and grief that simply comes about in living. That comes simply by the very nature of our existence in this world. It's there for us amidst it all. But also in this promise of a spirit of truth, we discover something. We discover what it means to live faithfully in the midst of that life. How to meet every joy, every sorrow, every challenge that comes our way with full assurance that we are loved by God no matter what. That because of this divine love, a divine love that is unceasing, we are never alone no matter what. This is not to say, of course, that by virtue of this advocate spirit, we're never again going to find ourselves off pathway doesn't mean we won't nibble ourselves into lostness. I mean, you push, though I may be pushing today's parable of loose cows too far, nonetheless, we need to understand that there are far too many greener pastures out there that regularly tempt us. Even then, even then, you'll notice that Jesus is clear to both the disciples and to us about the way of faithful discipleship. And it turns out that it's twofold. And and it's all there in that passage that we had today. First, Jesus says, if you love me, you will keep my commandments. But then there's the other piece of that. Secondly, in the event that keeping commandments become difficult, and they will become difficult, trust me on this, Jesus also promises that this advocate, the Holy Spirit, will teach us everything and remind us of all that Jesus has said to us. In other words, friends, to love the Lord is to love his word. To love the Lord is to love his word and to keep his word. But to remember that word 
is what's going to make all the difference in what follows. Or if I might borrow the words of one David Celery, he said, what you need to do is to fill your hearts with God's love because then there will be no room for hate. Fill your day with God's love and then there will be no time for mischief. I like that. But even if along the way you forget all of this, when you forget or neglect to attend to this love, or if it happens that this love might require from us a broader view of things, shall we say, or maybe more to the point, might require a change in our point of view on those things, here comes the advocate. Here comes the spirit of truth to teach us everything, to open our minds, to open our hearts to God's presence, to God's intent and God's purpose for our lives. And above all, I think, to bring us to a deeper awareness of God's great and redeeming love, which brings to us not only a fresh understanding of everything that Jesus has said to us, all that he has to teach us, but also in the process offers us peace, a peace that the world, for all its supposed wisdom, cannot possibly provide us. And the thing is, friends, this advocate for the way, this promised spirit of truth, it's right there. It's right there for us wherever we are in life. And it's right there on whatever pasture where we happen to be nibbling. I'm reminded of the story here, and you might remember this story, the story of Brother Lawrence. Brother Lawrence was an early 17th century brother in a monastery in France. And he is famous still for his collection of writings on the subject of what he called practicing the presence of God. Practicing the presence of God even in the midst of his most routine daily tasks in the monastery. Things like baking, doing dishes, cleaning floors. Brother Lawrence saw each one of these tasks as an act of prayer unto the Lord. Moreover, as a means of developing the habit of unbroken conversation with God without any artificiality. And thus, in those conversations, determining the good and proper pathway for his life. It was an unbroken communion with the Almighty, Lawrence concluded. And he wrote that we are continually absorbed in praising, worshiping, and loving God for his infinite act of loving kindness and perfection. Now granted, for any of us to truly embody that kind of devotion to God, whether you happen to be doing kitchen chores or or, or piling wood or mowing the lawn or anything else that needs done. It's at best a challenging thing to keep God involved in that. Truly, these days it can sometimes feel like a risky proposition to keep the faith and, and not become lost. That is why I think we're given that advocate for the way. The spirit of God's own singular truth to keep us on task and to remind us again and again and again and again to keep Christ's commandments, to keep 
walking on good pathways, to be his disciples in the world. But all the while assuring us, as we stumble, as we fall, as we go off the pathways, as we nibble ourselves off on mile marker 300, no matter what else happens, we're never, ever alone in doing so. And moreover, we'll always find a way home. So as Jesus says to his disciples, to us in life and the promise of eternity, do not let your hearts be troubled. Do not let them be afraid. Thanks be to God. Amen and amen. And that's the message entitled, An Advocate for the Way. It was recorded during our May the 22nd service of worship at East Congregational Church in Concord, New Hampshire, where, by the way, we gather for worship every Sunday morning at 10 o'clock at the church on 51 Mountain Road, which is just off exit 16 of I-93. If you happen to be looking for a place to worship, we would love to have you join us. We are a small, mighty, and very welcoming congregation and I do think you'll be glad you came. And with that, we come to the close of this episode of the Love to Tell the Story podcast. I'm Michael Lowry, and I thank you not only for listening today, but also for your continued support of this podcast over the past three years. And there's more to come. So until next time, may God bless you with a great day every day. We'll talk to you soon.